too professional leave it we welcome you to professional leave it hey guys and welcome to another episode of professionally fit with lisa a smith and jamila struthers did you like our new intro yeah i, I me personally i loved it <laughs> you know i think that should be our intro Every time. <laughs> oh my God! New April, new you. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? Because people, people always think you don't have talents, you know. And yep. I'm just like, yeah, you don't. Oh, let me show. You got to be confident. You have to be confident in everything in, you in do. Everything you do, because there's probably one person. I don't care if they one or two that may think that that was a nice song. I, at least one person. Yeah, at least one person. Also, about a one year old. Right. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, got yeah. it. <laughs> One year old or two year old, you know. If you're an adult, you probably wasn't feeling it that much. And that's fine. That's fine. You know, as long as one person enjoyed that song, I'm okay with that. And you showed up perfectly in that. I, I, I feel like your I, eyes I feel like were I closed. I feel like I nailed it. Yeah. You were in the zone. Do you I, hear me? I was, and I felt it in my spirit. And then I saw how you were feeling it. And so I kept up that momentum. Not only to do it for myself, but to do it for the listeners. I love what you're doing the way you do it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Professionally Fit is dedicated to female entrepreneurs and executives and professionals who are soaring in their fields, enterprises, and confidence and still maintaining their health and wellness. At Professionally Fit, we help you to identify the direct correlation between your health and your career. Welcome to April and welcome to the show. I'll be your host and Professionally Fit founder, Miss Lisa A. Smith, joined as always by my super dope, talented, and sing-off <laughs> professional Miss Gifford with Jack. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> On today's episode, we're talking about confidence and how you show up in the world. Jay, I love your hair. Thank you so much, but uh, I don't really like it. I mean, I appreciate you saying that, but I got it done like three weeks ago, and it's kind of old now, so you don't think I should get it done again? I mean, if you want to, but it looks nice. Oh, I mean, I guess, but I like your shirt. Really? It's too big, and I said I was going to stop wearing it, but I haven't done laundry yet, but I guess. It's nice. Yeah, it's you good. (laughs) Have you ever done this? Have you ever received a compliment from someone and instantly negated everything they they, they just said to you? Well, we're talking about that, just that in today's episode of Professionally Fit. How do you accept confidence? How do you accept, or excuse me, compliments? And how do you accept critique of how do you show up in the world? And what is the story you tell yourself about yourself? Today's episode is heavy because lately, you know, Jay and I have been talking about just that and engaging with people who tend to belittle themselves willingly. Oftentimes, a lot of our judgment comes from external sources, but even more of our judgment comes from internally and the space in between our ears, right? The story we tell ourselves about ourselves, how we feel and look at ourselves, and we typically let the world determine exactly what that is and what that looks like. So on today's episode, we're going to give you some tips on how to show up better in the world, how to use confidence to get where you want to go and how to make sure it's genuine and not fabricated but first (laughs) but first (laughs) wait what wait what is our segment where jay and i talk about something we either saw heard or experienced in the past week that made us go wait Wait, what? what me and my friend were at the gym 
recently and um we were you know how they had the tvs at the gym so her and i are on the treadmill walking and somebody this guy came across the screen with this beard now you know I love beards. Right. Yeah. And you know, in the past couple of years there has been this huge beard movement, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. all racists. Beard gang. All racists have been growing these voluptuous beards. Illustrious. Illustrious <laughs> beards. And there's like product lines now for right. beards. Yeah. There's grooming things. Grooming yeah. tools and products and monthly subscription boxes and social media pages dedicated to the beard, right? Mm-hmm. Or on a treadmill. And she's like, I hate beards. I said, what? She said, they like waist trainers. (laughs) She said, you can't really see what a guy look like. I feel like it's fake. Like, I don't even know what your face. You you grow all that hair on your face. You have the beard. And I feel like I don't know who you really are. Like, what you really look like. The same as a baseball cap, really. She said, beards are like waist trainers. Almost died. Wow. I almost Did it died. Ruin it for you, kind of. Absolutely not. I said you out your mind. Beards are beautiful. <laughs> a beautiful creation from God. A, a beautiful creation from God. I can snuggle up next to a good beard. Um, but but I, the comparison to a waist trainer, I, I was almost lost it. <laughs> and, it, and, it and it's totally it's true. No, I it's agree. not. Shut up. No, seriously, seriously. And I'm with her 100. percent You are 100. You guys are. Take that beard off so I can see what you really look shut like. Shut up. That is a lie. <laughs> Now, you don't look like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she said That's beards are like waist. Beards are guys, new waist trainer. Yes, 2017. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. all day long. I'm a 100%. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so my way what? I'm doing my daughter's hair. And, like, she's, like, you know, sitting on a pillow, like, on the floor. I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm, like, doing her hair. She's sitting, like, between my legs, and I'm, like, greasing her scalp. And so, you know, we're just talking and just talking about life and things like that. And she's like, you know, mommy, do you know why smoke comes from an airplane? And I was like, oh, smoke comes from an airplane because, you know, that's like the exhaust, like a car. You know, smoke has, you know, gases and things like that that has to be released. It can't stay in the plane. And she was like, oh, well, they said at school, someone told me at school that they did, you know, they have the smoke come in from the exhaust. So that they can like, so that they can um, poison the air basically and get us all sick. And so I immediately was like, "Wait, excuse, what?" I was like, "It's so funny how they start talking about all of this conspiracy theory when it comes to the gases from a plane, but yet they go to McDonald's and just eat chemicals and all this stuff immediately directly into their system, but they don't think." And I just go on this complete rant about health talk i had to look, i thought about it like three minutes into it like fam <laughs> calm your calm down do you ever cut it off really to a 10 year old really she, <laughs> she's asking you <laughs> about conspiracy theory and you somehow managed to turn this into a, about health and wellness like do right. you have any chill inside your body no and you don't need any <laughs> you don't need any like, come on now. You turn exhaust from a plane into, into ha- cheeseburgers Absolutely. and french fries. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a direct correlation in my book. <laughs> Everything beard, is a direct correlation. If beards and waist trainers live in the same house, then I feel nah, like... I felt <laughs> like... exhaust too, and McDonald's. At that moment, I had to wait what myself like too far. You cannot turn everything into a conversation about... She's just sitting there like, man, really? Right. 
It, it's hard to. That's kind of like how my sociology teacher, who I told you she drinks a diet coke during every class, and I have a hard time respecting everything she say. Like, how you gonna tell me about the inconsistencies in the world and um, organizational discrimination and medical thing, and you drinking a diet coke? <laughs> It's, it's so relatable. Like, how yes. you do everything is how you do anything. Yes. So, or how you do anything is how you do everything. So, yeah, I was, I, yeah. So, I'm not out of line for that because I no. felt completely out of line. Like, you have to know when to cut it off. No, you're raising an amazing young lady. She's going to be well-versed. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be well-spoken in the art of conspiracy theories. Oh, 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 they care about smoking air, but yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. They right. Can, they, yeah, all right, really? Right. Oh, yeah, too much. Just too much, but... <laughs> You have to wait what yourself. I have to wait what myself. Like, come on, chill. It, 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 all the time is not the right time. But, you know. You, you got to self-assess. You have to self-assess. You like, chill, chill, chill out. For real. <laughs> oh, goodness. Too much. So, today we are talking about confidence. So often, um, we get complimented on something, for example, and we instantly negate that compliment. So I had a client yeah. once and she was telling me how a coworker of hers was telling her how beautiful she was. Mm-hmm. And she would instantly started shaking her head no and in disagreement mm-hmm. with, with that. And she said she recognized it right away because her and I had had a conversation before about her always going against when someone right. says something positive about her. And she said she caught herself in the moment and just accepted the compliment. And I was I was really proud of that progress in her. Um, but if someone was to tell you how they don't care for your new hairstyle or your new, your new hair color or critique some work that, that you did at work or, or something like that, we tend to believe that. But right. when someone tells us something good about ourselves, we tend to not believe it or mm-hmm. we ex- we minimize it like significantly. Right. Um, have, have you, I know you're not like that now, but was it hard for you to transition into someone who could believe good things about yourself as much as you believe bad things or critique? Yeah, it was also believing it, but it was also learning how to not make myself appear small to not seem uh, overconfident or to make myself seem like I think so highly of myself. Right. Like, you know, when someone gives you a compliment, like, girl, you're, you're, you know, this or you're that. It seems like the natural thing to do is be like, oh, this whole thing, you know, and it kind of makes you seem like you're not so into yourself. You're, you're not humble. so bang. You're humble. That's, That's a the nice word. way of saying it. Yeah, you're humble. Which is a horrible word. It's a four-letter so word. So either, because I've always believed, and I'm going to go back to, I. this is my second time having locks in my hair. The first time I was considering getting locks, I was telling my sister of all people mm-hmm. that I was considering. Now, she's not into natural hair at all. And I was telling my sister, like, I'm think I want to get locks. Like, I want to, you know, I'm tired of this whole weave thing. I want to get locks. And she told me out of her own mouth, uh, no, I don't think you should get that. I don't think you're cute enough to wear locks. Wow. Yeah, she told me that to my face. And my response to her was, well, if I'm not cute enough, who is? And I meant that from, like, I never thought, I never thought that I didn't look good. Because I know for sure that all the people that people put on the pedestal, a lot of them uh, had either had surgery Mm -hmm. or they have a great photographer that know how to enhance those lines and this, this, and that. But for me, just an everyday, you know, girl, I feel like I'm out here killing the game. And so in that area, I felt like if, if I can't wear them, nobody can. Right. But I think... What the problem, what what comes into play when it comes to lacking confidence is when you already kind of believe these things yourself. yourself. 
And then someone says that one thing, and then this, and then the plant, that seed that you already had of doubt, begins to grow, and it begins to grow, and it begins to grow, and you begin to water it. Yes. And then someone else says, oh, you know, this, this, and that, and then you begin to water it. So, yeah, I've, I, I have had to learn how to stop that negative chatter in my head. I've had to learn how to water the confidence more than I water my insecurities because I do believe as a human being, you're always going to have something you're insecure about. I don't believe that very many people are just 100% confident in everything they do, whether it's their body, whether it's their, um, you know, academically, are they smart or are they confident in a parent? Like in some area in your life, you're going to lack confidence at some point, but it's when you water those seeds of doubt, water those seeds of insecurity, that's when it really begins to grow and and take over that area of your life. So Mm -hmm. I've been practicing, you know, you know, meditation really helps. I remember I had this one meditation that really was like just constantly repeating, you are enough. You have everything inside of you to to get anything that you want to accomplish done. Mm-hmm. Everything is inside of you. And when I got done with that meditation, I felt so empowered. Mm-hmm. So you have to really feel, it's, it takes work, like we said before. You know, we want to wake up, feel confident, and just go out in the world. But sometimes you have to practice that. Sometimes yes. that's work. Yes. And so, yeah, so now... Uh, at 39 years old, I'm learning to master the confidence side more and shut the negative talk down within me more so than I did years ago. Yes. Um, I remember at an event that we did last year uh, where we were talking about flexing your mindset and we talked about how to deal with these negative affirmations we have about ourselves in our head. And you specifically asked me, what do people, what should people do when they come up? And like, how do you make them stop? How do you stop having them? And my reply was, you can't, you can't stop having negative thoughts come in your head. You can't control whether or not they come, but you can control how long they stay. And it is extremely important to be self-aware and mindful that soon as that thought that does not serve you in a positive way comes into your head or as soon as you try uh even attempt to let something in like your sister telling you you're not cute to have locks like you have to be really conscious in that moment to decide you're not gonna live you're not gonna live there you're not gonna live in that space you're not gonna let that in like so often we let that stuff in right whether it even be rejection from um a job rejection from a potential mate rejection rejection is huge with regard to our confidence mm-hmm. and so we let that in and we personify it like we make it a part of who we are versus realizing that it's just a circumstance or an instance that has happened and our it's an occurrence right but we add personal yeah we take it personal and we add value to these thoughts we add values to other people's words and we attach that to ourselves Mm -hmm. um and so but and then like you said well when it comes to something positive and praise we shrink we shake our heads no like i don't deserve this and we remain humble Mm -hmm. and oftentimes being humble is looked at as a positive trait especially when it comes to women Mm -hmm. like you know don't flex so hard Mm -hmm. don't show off don't post about your things they just do it in the dark and and let your work speak for itself uh no yeah let let me tell tell you something yeah Yeah. i see a lot of things encouraging you to keep quiet yes don't don't shout from the rooftop about you know what you're accomplishing don't don't do stuff for recognition i'm doing it for recognition 
Oh my, I'm so glad you brought that up. I am so glad that you brought that up because as of lately, that has been a thing. It's like a trend. Yeah. You know, do it, don't do it for anybody to clap for. And I agree with that. Don't do it for people to clap for you. But if you are doing, people should clap for you. Mm-hmm. We all, we, we often verbalize things that we don't like. Oh, look at her. She don't even take care of her kids. Oh, look at him. You know, he does this. But so why shouldn't you get some recognition? Why shouldn't you say, you know what? You, you're excelling at this particular thing. I admire that so much in you. Why shouldn't you want that as a, as a human being? We're like taught to not care about other people's um, opinions. Which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. Which is how can you be a human being and not care about the most important thing in your life, which is yourself, what people uh, say to you and how they feel about you. Mm -hmm. How can you as a human being not care? I'm not saying base all of your decisions off of what they think because yeah, do what you want to do and do and go off of how you feel you should do it. But usually when people have a strong opinion and then this person has a strong opinion that usually some of the things that they are saying it's true. Hold some weight. Yeah. yeah, they hold some weight, especially if they have love for you. If somebody's saying, hey, you know what? I think you're drinking a little bit too much. You know, you need to calm that down. Sometimes you have to decide, decipher whether, first of all, it's even an opinion. We a lot of times say, you know, that's not their business or that's their opinion. It's kind of a fact right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a fact. So start listening a little bit more to people's quote unquote opinions. Right. And of course, delivery matters, right? Delivery the, definitely matters. The way they say it, the time that they say it in. Yeah. But when and you, their intention when they say it. Right. But when you have a moment to decompress, it's definitely okay to revisit that idea and really um, be willing to be honest with yourself about whether or not there's some stuff that, stuff that you can self-correct. Um, but how you show up in the world is so important. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day who, uh, has a potential business opportunity, but it's something that she's never quite done before. You know, someone was asking her for some coaching in a certain area and she was already expressing insecurity about never having done it. And I remember just talking to her and giving her some advice on how she needs to show up to that meeting, how she needs to show up. Um, to that engagement and be prepared to take on that business because she Mm -hmm. is the expert. Listen to me. It is so important that you understand that if you know at least 1% more about a subject matter than somebody else, you are the expert. If you know at least 1% more on a subject matter than somebody else, then you are the expert. So you have to show up that way. So it is essential that you position yourself in such a way. Do not shrink your capabilities because you haven't had the experience that you think an expert should have had by now. Do not shrink in front of someone because you feel like they know more than you or they're more equipped than you or you're not equipped or you're not worthy. Like your confidence is specifically tied to your esteem. And in and, and what regard do you hold yourself? And more importantly, what's the story you tell yourself about yourself? I remember listening to a podcast with one of the founders of Quest Bars, and he was talking about a conference that he was at where he went, they had brought in a professional cyclist, and they were going to take like this giant bike ride with everyone at the conference, and the, the professional cycler was going to lead the way. Mm-hmm. And so... They all went out and they were in Utah and it was really, really hilly and mountainous. And they went out on these bicycles and he's like, I hadn't rode a bike in years, but I figured 
it's just riding a bike. What's the big deal? Like, once you do it, you know how to do it. And so they went out bike riding and... After a while, people were getting further and further ahead of him to the point that somebody for the conference told him, you know, if you want to just turn around, it's cool. Mm -hmm. Like, because everybody's Mm going to get back before you. And he's like, no, I'll keep going. I'll keep trudging along. And he got to a certain point where finally somebody from the conference said to him again, at this point, you're so far behind that we can't be responsible for you because everyone else had got to the turnaround point and was coming back and he hadn't even got to the turnaround point. back. So when the conference person got to the turnaround point and came back on the other side, he's like, by the way, we, we can't be liable because you're so far behind. And he said he remembered thinking to himself, um, they don't know the story I tell myself about myself. Right. I, I'm a finisher. I'm going to finish this bike ride. It's going to kill me. I'm going to feel it for a week. I'm going to be exhausted and dead tired, but I don't quit. Right. You know, I set out to accomplish this and I'm going to finish it. And that is so major. Right. In those moments that are the tenses, like in the middle of that workout or uh, at the dinner table when it's time to order dessert mm-hmm. or on that job interview in your relationship What's the story you tell yourself about yourself? Are you going to stand your ground? Are you going to hold true to your values? Are you going to be proud of who you are? Or are you going to shrink? And the what you do the most is who you are. And we have to stop letting that other person win. Because every day, it is definitely a value, uh, a battle of you versus you. And definitely. so how, who are you going to let win every single day? Yeah, and one of the things that I feel is a a good thing to do pretty much count like they say count your blessings but pretty much like make a list of the things that you think you're great at that you think you're good at that you feel like add value to your life your kids life your your co-workers life your clients life what are the things that you do that you feel like no one else can do because I feel like oftentimes we make this list about the things we can't do. I'm so not good at this. I'm so not good at mm. that. I'm so, and we, we tally that up. We know all the things that we're not so great at, but when you tally up this list of the things that you're good at, you what you will hold your head higher. You will present yourself in a more confident way. Like always think about how great you are yeah. as a person. And it, and and you would think that it would make a person come off as a narcissist, but it, it, it just makes people like confident people. That's just what it is. And if you think about, let's just say Kanye West, he has millions of fans, millions. Mm-hmm. And he is the most, he comes off overly arrogant. Right. And that attracts people to him yep. because it seems genuine. It doesn't seem like he's trying to be anyone else. It, like it, Kanye West believes Kanye West is what Kanye West is, whatever he's saying. <laughs> right. he, he believes it. And it comes and it attracts people. People really gravitate toward confident people because, number one, people are attracted to what they want. I want to be confident. How do they do that? Or, you know, like certain ways that you speak. I, I've been to engage when people speak with conviction and I'm like, and I listen, I lean in. And when you don't sound confident, it's like, okay, are you even sure what you're talking about? Do you even, you can have all the facts. You can have all the resources of where you got the facts. You can have the degrees behind your title. You can have all of those things. But when you don't present well, mm-hmm. you, you're hard to believe. And even you're hard to believe when it comes to presentation of confidence even when it comes to like your style of clothes, have you? I've looked at pictures of myself, for instance, and that night I thought I was 
doing it. Like, I thought I was on 10, like, dime overline. Like, you can't hunt. Please. What? And then there's nights where we went out, and I'm like, I'm not feeling this outfit. And I'm just, you know. And the night that I thought that I was doing so, I mean, just amazing. And I look back on pictures like, you know what? You, you kind of were. And the night that I didn't think I was doing that well, when my outfit wasn't on point, I, I, I actually looked good. But I felt different on those days. I had a better night on the days that I, I thought I looked great. Right. People, you know, when I was single, they bought me drinks on the night or offered me drinks on the night that, you know, I thought. Because right. my confidence spoke for itself. Your con- People can see confidence clearly. Mm-hmm. I thought I was so great that night that they thought I was so great that yep. night. And honestly, I looked no different. Mm-hmm. But... When you exude, it's sexy. Mm-hmm. It is really sexy. So when someone gives you a conf- a compliment, say thank you. Yep. What was that thing you told me? You're, you're not in charge of how... Yeah. I- you're not in charge about how other people feel about you. Yeah. So you can't... If somebody tells you you look great or you're doing great, you're great at what you do... You can't take that away from them. Right. You know what I mean? That's their opinion of you. Sometimes we say that's your opinion of me when we're talking about something bad. Like, yeah. oh, you don't think I'd be cute with dreadlocks? Well, that's your opinion. Right. But what if I said you would look absolutely gorgeous with dreadlocks and you would be the most beautiful person I've ever seen with dreadlocks? That's also my opinion. Right. And we oftentimes take that away from people. Like, mm-hmm. we tell them they can't have their opinion when it's bad, but we don't tell them they can have their opinion when it's good. Right. Just because you may not agree with that, let them have that. They see you as beautiful. They think. You're beautiful. Uh-huh, you think so? Yes, yes, I don't know. Look at my hair. I haven't got it done. Don't take, just simply say thank you. We always want to minimize the good things about ourselves because we're taught, like we said, to be humble. But that is not cute. That is not, or just like uh, one of the speakers we listen to, Lisa Nichols. I listened to one of her um, speeches, and she said, you know, when she got her award, and they called her, and they rattled off all the things she did and she had this and then you know and, and when she got up there she did what all the other women did oh you know all i did was this and all i did was that no be bold in who you are yes you did this great thing you did that great thing let's not you know minimize that thing it's okay to be great and know you're great and exude greatness there's nothing wrong with that there's absolutely nothing wrong with that it is one of the most sexiest traits you can ever have so really quickly how do we get our confidence up how do you position yourself to show up better in the world and stand out and so one of the first ways i want to suggest is um and this is actually a physical way but one of the best things i heard was every time you walk through a doorway Stand up taller, get your head up, and pull your shoulders back. And so get into the habit of when you're preparing to walk into a room Mm -hmm. to adjust your posture. Okay, that's a good one. I thought that was a really good one. Yeah. Like, how do I physically present differently? Because sometimes you may be walking into an event where where you don't think you belong or Mm -hmm. you're not worthy or what I'm going to talk to these people about, you know, or in this classroom where you're just really like, I don't fit in here. I'm the only woman i'm the only black person i'm the only whatever um when adjust your posture before you walk into a room okay that's one of the ways okay yeah i like that i like that yeah uh one of the one of the tips that i want to give is make eye contact i know a lot of people aren't eye contact people but when you don't look a person in their eyes you don't seem like you're confident. It may just make you uncomfortable. But practice eye contact. It is very, very, extremely important because confident people make eye contact. 
when you look, you're looking to the left and you're looking to the right when you speak with someone, it just seems like you lack confidence. So practice looking someone eye to eye when you speak to them. Yeah, that's a good one. I remember um, on that movie, uh, I think it's called Big Daddy. It's really old, but the little boy, he had these sunglasses that he put on. And when he put on the sunglasses, he... He said people couldn't see him. He was invisible. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Adam <laughs> with, Sandler. Yes, yeah. with the sun. Wow, you know a movie. Hey. I know a movie. I'm so... Fr- yeah, okay, yeah. Wow, wow. I, I normally don't know a movie. Yeah, Jay, Jay is not a movie girl. But, um, yeah, so when he put on these sunglasses, he was invisible. And I think that's the same way we treat eye contact. We feel like if I'm not looking at you, then you don't see me, right? Yeah. And, it, and it gives us permission to shrink a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so, especially if you teach... Or you speak, guys, if you're, in fr- if you're charged with the task of being in front of a group of individuals and sharing your expertise and your knowledge, look at these people. Hold it for a few seconds when it's one of the best ways to communicate with your audience. Let them know you're engaged and you're tuned in. Eye contact is huge. Um, another way is to uh, get educated. Part of the reason you're not confident is because you really don't know your stuff. So how about, um, really? (laughs) You know, like literally do continuing education on your own. Mm -hmm. You know, the reason I feel like I can coach and there's not one client that that will come to me where I don't feel like I can help them is because I'm constantly continuing to educate myself on my craft Mm -hmm. so whatever your craft is whether you even been in your job for 10 years don't feel like you know everything there and whatever new systems and everything that they're introducing you're not even open to learning because I've been here the longest I should have been a supervisor by now I know all this stuff I can teach everybody here like stay a student for your entire life you know, you're more confident when you have more knowledge and when you have more exposure. Mm-hmm. That means be intentional about getting experiences. If you have the opportunity to travel somewhere, get a trip, go to a conference. Um, if a, a friend wants to go out somewhere that you've never been, we did drag queen bingo one time. Like right. we, can, you can learn something from any experience. So the reason, part of the reason you're not confident is because you stay in your comfort zone and feel like you don't need to know more, but you do. Yeah. Another tip that I have is accentuate what you feel confident about. And I'm I'm speaking aesthetically here. If you know you have long, nice, toned legs, show those legs off. Wear a skirt as often as possible, shorts as often as possible. Get those compliments for those long legs that you know you have. Uh, I think one of the things, you know, that that you may feel is vain when you're constantly trying to get attention for your legs. There's no reason to feel vain when you're showing off something, an asset that you have. It's it's nothing but an asset. If you have a nice car, if you bought a Lamborghini, you're not going to keep it in the garage. You're going to show that Lamborghini off any chance you get. And I feel like as soon as summer comes, as soon as the sun, it doesn't even have to be warm. Shoulders out, my back maybe, whatever I feel confident about, I'm showing it off. I'm sorry. I did not tone my get a nice toned back and arms and legs to hide it and a lot of times people feel like oh you need to be more what is that word when you cover up more modest you need to be more modest 
you need to be whatever you feel like being and whatever makes you feel confident. I'm sorry. Um, you know, if you have a nice pair of jeans that make your butt look like it's everything, wear those jeans as often as possible. Yeah. Find out who makes those jeans and order 10 more pair. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, if your favorite coat makes you feel great when you put it on, wear that more often. Mm-hmm. You know, the, like Jay-Z said, those, uh, those jean wearers that make it look bigger than it appears in the mirror or something like that <laughs> whatever it was do that wear those favorite jeans wear that favorite shirt if you like your shoulder wear your shoulder do whatever accentuate whatever you have because it would make i walk different i walk taller when i i'm showing off what i feel i look good in or showing off what um accentuating what i feel looks good on me mm-hmm. um next tip on how to show up better in the world is Apparently, you're invested in knowing more and personal development because you're listening to this podcast. Let's talk about self-help versus shelf-help. Don't listen to these things. Hear all these nuggets. Go to these events. Read these memes. Absorb it. And then just let it sit on the shelf. Mm -hmm. If we've said one thing today that resonates as true with you, implement it. How many things do you absorb from social media, from friends, from overhearing conversations, from your parents, but you never truly implement? So if you have an issue with something and you seek out information to correct that issue, you have to apply it. So don't let it just be shelf help. Don't just take all that stuff and have it, but never use it. Mm -hmm. The way you show up better in the world is literally by applying the personal development practices that you intentionally sought out to get if you're working on discipline be more disciplined if you're working on confidence try your best to be more confident and take at least one of the things that we mentioned or that you hear on another publication and put it into action there is no there's there's an abundance of information and sometimes we give ourselves so much credit for having knowledge but we really need to give credit for application not knowledge because it's too easy to get knowledge nowadays right it's Mm -hmm. it's common it's overrated we all know more than what we use and so that you know equation needs to be flipped upside down you should be using all at least 80 percent of what you seek out to learn um one final one that i'll mention is accept compliments as as much as you do critique. Just like we said earlier, like it's going to be hard to do. It's going to be hard to negate or hard not to negate what somebody tells you that's positive about yourself. But you have to be able to not only accept it, but agree with them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like I am fly. Thank you. I'm killing it. Um, Oh, no, I had one more, which was find your tribe. It makes me think about every time we go out with our girls or whatever, mm-hmm. and one of us is late or something, and we walk in, all the hands go up in the air like, oh, yeah. we'll start dancing in the middle. Like, I'm so happy to see you. Like, we literally celebrate each other and because we're so proud of each other. And that actually helps us boost our confidence, whatever we're doing, right? Right, When I get around, you know, my fellow entrepreneurs, like that's my tribe. And we're talking about how we're growing or issues that we're having. And everybody wants to fit in somewhere. True. You know what I mean? And so it's important to make sure you surround yourself around people too that makes you feel good about what you're doing. And that is not easy to do, which means you have to create that tribe. You can't just expect it to exist definitely mm-hmm. my last two are um number one laugh 
it, it's okay. Lab, they said um, they did a poll on what people find the most attractive on people, and laughing was number one. Smiling was number one on the list. Smile more, laugh more. Um, and my last one is know the difference between flaws and quirks. Once you learn the difference, whatever your quirks are, own them. I know, for instance, that I'm goofy. I know that I am clumsy. I know that I'm, I, and I own these things. I'm no longer embarrassed. Like I will walk in a room and moonwalk in two seconds, no problem. And people now they know who I am. Or yeah, just she's silly. Sing on the intro of. Or podcast. just sing on the intro on the podcast, knowing I can't sing, and I don't care who what people think of that because I know that I'm a silly person. I know when I spill things now. I know that I'm clumsy. I don't have, you have to just own it. Don't be embarrassed. Don't feel flawed. Don't, no one is perfect. And no one promised you that when you got to this earth that you would be, one day you're going to nail being perfect. One day, just wait for it. You're never going to be perfect. I'll be the one to break the news. So whatever you think are quirks, they, they might be the thing that draws people closer to you. I have, being yourself attracts the people that are meant to be in your life. If you don't like a person that makes jokes, if you get annoyed by people who drop things, that spill things, that, um, you know, whatever that, that I feel like describes me, then we're not meant to be. And that's okay. You might want a more serious person. You might want a person that, that won't make a joke or, or sing on an intro, or you may want a person that um, won't leave their key at a, at, at a bar and we got to turn around and go get them. I you want know? a person. I want a person at <laughs> She all. wants a person. She can't get rid of me. So, you know, just owning your quirks and who you are, because we worry about too much. And sometimes that, and some of the things we worry about actually endear us to other people. So just, just own it, yep. whatever it is. And finally, let's bridge the gap for him, Jay. Bridging the gap is our segment where we um, identify the correlation between our topic for the day and your career and or business. So, you know, how to be professionally fit with regard to confidence and how you show up in the world. It is essential that you show up in your business as the expert, as the most well-equipped person that anyone could choose for the job. When you, you know, I was recently teaching as part of an entrepreneur series at University of Phoenix, and we were talking about showing up a certain way and reaching out to clients and asking for business or even announcing that you have business and promoting yourself. Because it's really hard a lot of times for entrepreneurs to promote themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And I was telling them that the reason you don't want to promote yourself is because you're not confident, but you have to realize that selling is simply giving someone the opportunity to buy something that they already want. Mm -hmm. Don't believe that you are literally trying to convince them to get something that they don't want or don't need. Right. It, you have a product, you have a service, you for some reason thought it was a great product or service, right? You've, mm -hmm. you've put work into it, you put elbow grease into it, you've educated yourself on the subject matter, you know your stuff. But when it comes to asking for the sale, when it comes to positioning yourself as the expert, you shrink tremendously. In business, you won't go far doing that. You are not the only one in your space. And the way you're going to dominate your space it's by telling yourself a confident story about yourself and the services that you provide. And so you, you're giving people the opportunity to do business with you as the expert. It is their privilege to do business with you. You do not need that business. You can't go after business desperately. 
you have to come to the table with, I have an opening slot and are you going to be the privileged one to fill it? Right. That's how you win in entrepreneurship. Confidence is everything. And whatever you do not know how to do, you go on the back end and figure that out. But on the front end, oh, you're the best man for the job. And nobody is going to take that away from you, right? So stand up tall, push your shoulders back, and present yourself on a platter and a stage that nobody can resist. In business, you are the expert. And I said it earlier, if you know at least 1% more about the subject matter, then that person needs you. They need you. And I don't care how big they are, how bright they shine, never shrink in your company or in your business. And if something doesn't bode well, then that particular person wasn't for you. But it has nothing to do. It's not a reflection of your capabilities or your talent. Okay, I'm just going to piggyback off of what she was saying about showing up, being confident, and knowing that you're there for a reason. A lot of times in the workforce, you know, we all, at one point, everyone is a new employee. Every single person there, that includes your boss. They didn't wake up a boss. The person that's ahead of you, they didn't wake up that way. They were new too one day. But there has to come... To a, you have to come to a point where you exude confidence in what you're doing. If you've been there for, for a year, six months, and you're still asking the same questions and making the same mistakes that you did when you first started, you are not paying enough attention. And when you don't pay attention, you can't exude confidence because you, like she said, you don't know what you're talking about. You haven't gained the knowledge to be confident. Right now, for instance, there's someone that I in particular work with and she still asks a lot of questions that she did in the very beginning and I even tried to coach her her on that I said do what you feel is best because right now they view you as not being confident and right now you want to go further up in this company but you can't because they marked you down on your overall score saying you lack confidence when really you just wanted to be reassured being needing to be reassured all the time is not a good quality. I'm going to tell you that right now. Do I look good in this dress? No, just put the dress on and assume you look good. Do the work that you're supposed to do and assume you did it right. If there's a problem with that work, they will let you know. But when you constantly need reassurance and reassurance and reassurance and reassurance, you don't come off confident. You should have studied enough. You should have done enough work to know that what you're doing is right. And if there's a slight glitch in the system, everyone makes human errors sometimes, and that's okay. But constantly questioning every move you make makes you appear not confident and make people afraid to put their trust in you. Because if you don't believe that you can do why would I? Why would I I'm give you more responsibility? Why would I give you more responsibility? Yep. And every single day, this person all the time, and people have even came up to me because they know we're close. Like, why does she ask questions she should know the answers to? And, and, and I try to explain to them, it's not that she doesn't know the answer, but she wants you to, she wants validation or confirmation that it's right. Right. And to them, it's like, no, that, that it doesn't make sense for her to still be doing that. And she's been here for that time. So, you know, walk in confidence, assume you're doing it right. As if you're not new anymore, do the best of your abilities. And if you aren't, that's okay. Someone will let you know, trust me, right. but just be confident. That's right. Absolutely. Guys, as always, I hope this episode was of value to you. Please drop us a line. Let us know we're on SoundCloud and iTunes at professionally fit. We're back here every weekend with a new episode um, on Professionally Fit Radio. And Jay, I'm going to let you take us out in song.
Have a good day, everyone. It's April, soon to be May. Oh, and I rap too. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Until next time, guys, be well.